Hello and welcome to Tips for Adulting, the podcast where two siblings who have managed to survive life relatively unscathed thus far give you tips on how we did it. Yay! Hello, hello, this is Christy. How are we doing today? Oh my my, my internet in my house just died, so um, I'm fun. recording this from my cell phone. Great. All right. Well, hey, you know, it works out, right? We got all I, these devices. I hope so. Um, Yay, I had technology. My, had my notes on the computer. It's fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> yay for battery packs. All right. Well, today we are going to talk about, um, first of all, we are sorry for all six of you that listen to this podcast. <laughs> that it has, And we and our mom are three of them. Um that uh, we have kept you waiting so long for another episode. I know you've been you've been uh, waiting with breath that is baited. <gasps> no, not funny. Where'd you go? Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, good. I um, have to turn off my screen timeout because apparently if my screen time's out, then um, ah. then my uh, recording stops. Oh, well, okay then. So, See, look, we're learning all about technology here as well. Fantastic. I don't know how to change that. Um, I guess about... you're just going to have to keep your eye on your phone and tap it every once in a while. Oh, goody. Okay, cool. Well... <laughs> Today we decided to do a little something a little more lighthearted, um, and it's summer. It's entertaining season. Yep. And as we record this, it's about a week from Independence Day. Yes. Yes. And um, I like to entertain, but I'm also lazy and don't want to spend hours and hours and hours prepping and cooking true yeah and sometimes you know you're working you're doing what you got to do and you're taking care of your kids you're taking care of your family or you got you know volunteer efforts or you do some things on the side you got like a side gig or you got a thing that you love to do like you know singing in a choir or acting or painting art and the last thing you want to do is take up all your time trying to put together food and drink to have people over and, you know, sometimes you're at work and it's like three o'clock and you're like, hey, does anybody want to come over for, for dinner tonight? And you don't expect anybody to say yes, but then everybody says yes. And you're like, Shit, oh, great. I have an hour to make dinner for six people. Yeah. So we've got some tips to help you out. Um, I am going to give you my... Lazy cheater barbecue, and Good. Christy is gonna help you out with some foolproof cocktails that not even I can screw up. Yep, I've been I've been doing uh, the bar business for almost thirty years. Uh, I'm in the middle of my uh, three day weekend, which to me means I work for three days on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and so you know why not uh, extend those skills to our listening audience. Of course. And I learned how to cook about a year ago. 
And by learn to cook, I mean I got an Instant Pot uh, and have since upgraded to the uh, very large Ninja Foodie all-in-one. But um, it comes in very handy when you're lazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, just so you know, this is not a sponsored episode. Oh, there no, are no not affiliate links. There is none of that. So if we are telling you a product or an idea or we paid a recipe, for it. a website, that means we went and looked at it. We found the recipe. We found that website. We did whatever. And we bought all the things to make whatever that recipe or what, whatnot is. However, Ninja, if you're hearing this and you'd like to sponsor this episode, mm. I we're happy to listen. use some cookware. We're a Ninja <laughs> family as well. Me too. And did you know that Shark and Ninja are related? Yes, I do. Because I am a shark vacuum lover. I'm a Dyson. Sorry. And uh, also, but if Dyson would be, would like to sponsor that hashtag Dyson, I would be happy to take <laughs> one of those nice fans. Heck yeah! One of those nice room fans that don't make any noise, so oh. I don't have to blast the TV in the middle of the summer when I'm hot. Yes. All right. So let's talk about entertaining. Yes. Um, so I have prepared a, an appetizer, an entree, and two sides that Shit. can trick anybody into thinking that you know how to barbecue. Good trick. Yeah. It's, it's All right. Lay it one. on me. All right. Give me an appetizer. So, What's your appetizer, pumpkin? I am a uh, of the opinion that deviled eggs never fail. Mm, I'll, uh, I'll go with that. Yep. So uh, for deviled eggs, that's going to be your appetizer. Every I've never met somebody that doesn't love a deviled egg. And if you don't love a deviled egg, I'll eat them for you. So don't worry. Right. Um, Just send them to us. Yes. Uh, so deviled eggs are pretty easy. Um, they can, well, they're very easy. There's lots of ways to, to change them up a little bit. We'll go over some of those. Uh, but your basic deviled egg is a hard boiled egg. Um, you can medium boil it if you want, if you want your yolks to be a little softer. Um, so you're gonna hard boil your eggs. You're gonna cool them. You're gonna peel them. You're gonna toss your shells, unless you wanna eat eggshells, that's fine. Uh, don't put them down your garbage disposal, though they will dull your blades, no matter yeah. what the internet tells you. Um, you can put like a couple of them in there. Like if you're making a couple of eggs, Yep. But, yeah, don't put the whole dozen down there. Mm. Oh, side note, don't put potato skins in it either. Just so you know. You there? Technical difficulties. When it says rated for bones, that means like chicken bones. It, and it really doesn't actually mean that. <laughs> it means there might be, if, it, if one accidental little bone got in there, it'd probably be all right. 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 So, like, it does not mean what you think it means. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. Oh, eggs. I have a side note on deviled eggs, by the way. When you're preparing the water, put a little bit of baking soda. It helps the shell to kind of be a little harder um, and, to, and the little um, skin underneath the shell to separate from the white a little bit easier when you're peeling them. Fun fact, um, older eggs peel easier and not sponsored but the brand Eglin's Best 
tend to be aged a little more. So they okay. tend to peel easier. Okay. And um, I make my eggs in my pressure cooker. Uh, you're going to cook them for five minutes. So they'll come to pressure. You'll cook them for five minutes. You're going to let the pressure natu naturally release for five minutes. And then you're going to stick them in an ice bath for five minutes. Five, five, five. Yep. Ice bath is very important. Yep. So because what that does is it stops your eggs from cooking. So it doesn't overcook your yolk. So once your eggs are cooked and they're peeled. Also makes gonna... it easier to peel them because the, that, that the egg kind of shrinks back within the shell just a little bit. Yep. Yeah. So you're going to cut them in half. You're going to pop out your yolks and stick your, stick your yolks in a bowl. To that bowl, you are going to add, to taste, some mustard, some mayonnaise, and some vinegar of choice. I prefer apple cider vinegar. You can use white vinegar. You can use red wine vinegar. Any kind of vinegar you like. I like the apple cider vinegar. Um, I tend to prefer my deviled eggs a little on the tangy side. Mm -hmm. um, so the mayonnaise is simply a vehicle to help make everything a little creamier. Um, and stick together. And sticky. Yep. So once you have all of those, all of those ingredients mixed up together, um, you can do this with a fork. I like to use my stand mixer because it makes it really creamy. Okay. Because I, so if you're going to mix it with a fork, it's going to be a little thicker, a little stiffer, and then you're going to spoon it back into the eggshells. Mm -hmm. Not the eggshells, the egg whites. Yep. Um, I use my stand mixer so they get super creamy because then I pour my deviled egg mixture into a sandwich bag and cut the corner off and use it like a piping bag. That's pretty smart. It's much less messy and it makes them look really pretty. Ooh, pretty. So that's your basic deviled egg recipe. And then you're going to top them with a little paprika. Now you can get fancy. And think of deviled eggs like a Bloody Mary. You can mm. mix some pickles. Bloody Mary in sounds there. really good right now. <laughs> it is 9.15 a.m. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's almost brunch somewhere. Almost brunch. So you can mix a little pickle juice in with your yolk mixture. Ooh. You can put some relish on top. Mm. You can sprinkle some bacon on top. You can put some jalapenos on there. You can do some chipotle seasoning, some chives. You can mix a little bit of buffalo sauce in your yolk mm -hmm. mixture. Give it a little kick. So, I mean, deviled eggs are kind of like the perfect accompaniment to a Bloody Mary brunch. Yep. And you can also treat like anything you'd throw in a Bloody Mary. Try it out with your deviled eggs. And you can kind of like tailor your deviled egg recipe to your crowd. You know, if you've got a bunch of people like me, if you give me something spicy, I will die. I like the way it smells and I like the taste. My digestive system cannot handle it. It says, oh, oh hell no. Yes, it does. Um, and I'm like, okay, I can, I'm going to try this thing with jalapenos in it. And my stomach says, bitch, you saw it. So... It's true. So right. that's your deviled eggs. You can't screw them up. I Great. Mean, so you're probably going to put those, uh, make them first. I make them. I will actually make mine the night before and okay. stick them in the fridge. Okay. 
And then smack uh, people's fingers if they steal yes, them. Do my best to keep myself and my husband out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so because you're having your eggs, halving, have H A L V I N G, cutting them in <laughs> having. Half. You know, I'm having some eggs. I'm having some eggs. No, I'm halving some. I can't. I'm southern. I can't talk. Um, cut them eggs in half. Yeah, cut them eggs in half. So a dozen eggs is going to make 24 deviled eggs. Now, ask yourself, do you want to sit down and eat six hard-boiled eggs? The answer is no. Unless you do all of the things that I just said, in which case I might eat a dozen. Well, you know, because sometimes there's a, there's a white that's kind of like pulls apart and it like falls crap and then so you got to like make a little one and set that one aside yeah and that's your it, tester that's your tester of course that might happen to a couple of them maybe five maybe it's fine <laughs> it's fine it's just fine <laughs> so yeah that's my appetizer um okay so why don't we get started on on a cocktail mm. have appetizers and a cocktail before we eat all right so i have here three different cocktails one of them i make two different ways um, and I can explain that. And uh, two of them uh, are able to be a mocktail or a non-alcoholic version. So I am going to share with you. And these are, um, one is a recipe that I have stolen from a past bar where I worked. Uh, one is a margarita and it's my two variations on a margarita. Uh, and then one of them is a recipe I heard about, looked up, and then that I can give you the website for as well. Fantastic. All right. So uh, we're going to talk first about watermelon aqua fresca. So that's actually the recipe I looked up. And I'm going to make sure that I have that information correct. Yes. This is on carolinescooking.com. Um, looks like a blog by somebody named Caroline, I would assume. Anyway. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, Caroline. Carolinescooking.com. Uh, and this is Watermelon Aqua Fresca. So this is really simple. Are there any other Bailey Sarian fans listening? Aqua Tavana. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I digress. No problem. Uh, you digress all yourself over there. Thank you. Okay. We have, so watermelons. So you're going to dice up some nice fresh watermelon, you know, get rid of those seeds. Um. And then you're going to take your watermelon and you're going to take some coconut water and a couple of mint leaves. You're going to throw those into a blender, food processor kind of thing. Pulse that all up. And then you're going to strain that into glasses with ice. Um, and then, so what you're going to do is it's going to be about a cup and a half of cubed watermelon. So after you've you got it all peeled and everything, red parts only, uh, cut that up into cubes. You're going to use about a, cube and, uh, a cup and a half of that. You are going to put in two to three mint leaves and into the blender. And then you are going to put in one cup of coconut water. And then you're going to pulse those, blend them up real nice. So this you can serve by itself. You can cut it with a little bit of water and or soda water. You could add this to uh, a pre-made, like if you made lemonade, you could add this to lemonade. But without putting anything else in it, except for the watermelon, the mint, and the coconut water and a little bit of water, soda water. You've got a nice, refreshing afternoon mocktail. You can give this to anybody. Um, if you wanted to sweeten this up, although I don't, 
I like stuff a little bit non-sweeter. So you could sweeten this up by adding some Sprite. You could add uh, like a simple syrup. You could add uh, like a sweetened lime juice kind of syrup um, to make that a little bit sweeter. And then, uh, then so for anybody who wants to take that beverage and add some alcohol, I would say put in about an ounce and a half of uh, coconut rum. You could use any kind of rum, actually. And that's a very... And then that way, so you mix up your stuff separately, you got your blender, and then, uh, you know, everybody can come up and make their own drink there at your little soiree you're having at home, and uh, they can add in booze if they want to. You could, of course, also add vodka. You could do uh, watermelon vodka. You could do whipped cream vodka. You could do vanilla vodka if you wanted, but there you go. There is recipe number one for a little something. Uh, that so sounds like it'd be... be easy to make like a big picture of too. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm oh, um good. I'm kind of a fan. I um weird things about drinks and texture, and uh, quite frankly, I actually think that like juice, orange juice, pineapple juice, that stuff, uh, it's kind of thick for me to yes. drink. So I usually make put half juice and half water when I'm having just some juice. So. That sounds you, that's, you can, refreshing. You know. It is. And you, <laughs> like, like I said, you can add a little water, add a little soda water. I always think a little soda water kind of brightens up any, any beverage, makes it taste a little bit, I don't know, a little fizzy. Yeah, that's a trick you taught me with one of your other cocktails. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So that's a nice, you know, you can make those drinks a little bit light to start, a little bit less booze. And that's good for a little day drinking. Keeps you hydrated. Yeah. All right. So that's recipe cocktail number one. Cool. Well, so now you've got your deviled eggs prepped. You've got your cocktail cooling. Now we're going to start on your sides. Good. Um, <clears throat> side number one is I sent, I included in this simply because you cannot screw it up. <coughs> uh, we're going to make coleslaw. Yay. So you're going to go to the grocery store and you're going to buy a bag of coleslaw mix. And you're going to buy a bottle of coleslaw dressing. If you're having more people, you're going to buy two bags of mix and two bags of dressing. This is all you do. You're going to dump the mix in a bowl. And you're going to add a bottle of dressing per bag of mix. You're going to stir it up. You're going to stick it in your fridge. This is something great if you're like, I have to go to this thing. And I have to bring something. And I don't know how to make anything. Look, you made coleslaw. Look at you. Hey, look at you. Um, so yeah, that's, I, and coleslaw goes with everything, any summer d outside barbecue, cookout, right. whatever you want to call it. Um, because coleslaw is, the coleslaw dressing is mayonnaise based. It is, uh, so it, it lasts a little bit longer, you know? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Like if you're sitting out on a buffet for a little bit longer than like a, like a milk-based or a cream right. or yogurt-based dressing would. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now, on a side note, it can sit out a little bit longer. That doesn't mean you leave it out for three hours in the heat and the sun and eat it. No, you Correct. probably won't feel very good afterwards. Correct. It can sit out for like a half an hour, 40 minutes, and then you got to put it back in the fridge. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Yes. So. Safety first. Yep. So my go-to side for barbecue, cookout, 
I have to take something somewhere, pasta salad. I love pasta. I love Italian dressing. They were made for each other. So this is my pasta salad recipe that I have adapted from the way our mom makes pasta salad. Mm. Um, I have seen all varieties of pasta salad. I have yet to encounter um, anything that's too strange, but um, just like deviled eggs, there's lots of nuances to pasta salad. Mm -hmm. Don't at me if you don't like my pasta salad. Just don't eat it. Yeah, you can just jazz that up. Yeah, you can. You can change it. Um, So my pasta salad is very easy um, because, again, if you don't have a lot of time and you don't want to spend all day prepping things, you can do this in an hour. And that is including the time to chill it in the fridge. So you're going to start with a box of tricolor rotini. Okay. You can make it with one color rotini, but it doesn't look as fun. Mm. So so I like the tricolor rotini. Okay. You're going to cook it according to the package directions. You want to leave it a little al dente. Um, I, I do salt my water when I boil my pasta. Yep. So you're, once your pasta is done or while your pasta is cooking, you're going to prep, uh, some grape tomatoes by cutting them in half. I like the multicolored grape tomatoes. I think it makes the pasta salad look visually interesting. Pretty. Pretty. Um, I like Colby Jack cheese in mine. You can do Mm. the cubes. I prefer the thick shreds um, because sometimes like an entire cube of cheese on your fork just takes up too much room and it can be a little overwhelming. So I prefer the thick shreds and then I put pepperoni in my pasta salad. Mm. Hormel, yeah, Hormel makes little bitty mini pepperonis and then you don't have to cook them or cut them. So yep, I do time. a package of grape tomatoes, the multicolored ones. I do a package of the mini pepperonis, sometimes one and a half if I'm feeling extra meaty, and a bag of, a, a small bag of the thick shreds Colby Jack cheese. So I prep all that, and by prep all that, I mean I cut the tomatoes in half. Ta-da! And then you're also going to use a bottle, uh, a large bottle of the Olive Garden brand salad dressing. Oh, oh yeah, it's good. So once it contains dairy, you can also use a different kind of um, Italian style salad dressing. Any type of Italian style salad dressing is perfect. So if my sister was coming to my house, I would use gluten-free pasta and not Olive Garden dressing. Actually, I can have the Olive Garden dressing because the only milk in it is is in the cheese itself. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Perfect. So uh, once your pasta is cooked... You're going to drain it and you're going to rinse it in cold water. Got to stop the cooking process. Yes. And then rinsing it in cold water also makes it not be too sticky and kind of rinses that starchy off. So once your pasta is completely drained and rinsed, you're going to transfer it into a bowl. I recommend adding and mixing one other ingredient at a time just so everything gets mixed evenly. So I'll start with my tomatoes and I'll stir up the pasta and the tomatoes. Then I'll add the cheese and stir up the cheese. And then I'll add the pepperoni and stir up the pepperoni. And then I use about 
half to three quarters of the bottle of the dressing and I'll mix that all up. Make sure it's thoroughly mixed. I want the same amount of everything in every bite. Mm -hmm. And then once I'm satisfied that everything is thoroughly coated in the dressing, I'm going to cover it and put it in the fridge. Now, sometimes while it's chilling, it will start to get a little dry. That's where the rest of the bottle of dressing comes in. So when I pull it out and it's time to serve it, if it's looking a little dry, I've got a little extra dressing to go. And there you go. There's your sides, coleslaw and pasta salad. There you go. Coleslaw and pasta salad. Okay, so I'm going to do a little addition there. So just like you can kind of make your deviled eggs be what you want, you can do the same thing, of course, with the pasta salad. Uh, so you can add in on the pasta salad. You could put in more vegetables. Uh, you could put in cut up cucumber. Broccoli. You want to make sure you take the seeds out. You could do olives. Um, you can do um, shredded carrot. You can do some broccoli. You mm -hmm. can do some celery. There's again, it's you can throw in crumbled bacon. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. All right. Uh, same thing with the coleslaw. Uh, you can add in um, some celery seed, kind of amps that up. You can add in like an, if you get, if you like a little extra carrot, you can get a bag of mashed, matchstick carrots and throw those in as well. Um, with your coleslaw mix, you might need a little, a uh, little bit more dressing, but you can kind of adjust that. Um, yep. And of course, you know, you can use different kinds of salt. You could use celery salt instead of celery seed and some pepper. You mm -hmm. could put, uh, you could put some uh, chili flakes in there if you want to jazz it up. Uh, you could chop up some jalapeno and put it in there and jazz it up. There's all kinds of things you can do to those side dishes to make it more your own. And you can always use like oils and salts of something. Like if you don't want jalapenos in something, but you want a little jalapeno flavor, you can juice a, a, a jalapeno pepper. Yeah. Get a little, a little kick in there. You know, if you want. Yeah, just leave out the seeds and yeah. the membrane. Yeah. Because the, the seeds. That's where the heat is. The seeds will, um, will hurt you. <laughs> They're Jalape mean. Helping your seeds wake up every day and choose violence. <laughs> Don't be a jalapeno seed. You know what? Choose peace. There's there's today's tip for adulting. Don't be a jalapeno seed. You know, TM, 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 TM. I'm making shirts. Okay. Yes. Tips for adulting merch is coming soon. And it's just there you say, go. Don't Hashtag be a jalapeno don't seed. Don't be a jalapeno seed. <laughs> Give oh please God. a chance. <laughs> I'm gonna need a mug. <laughs> don't be a jalapeno seed. Give peas, P E A S, a yes, chance. A chance. <laughs> they're, they're just sitting there trying to be peas, and you won't give them a all I am saying. <laughs> Is give, give peas, peas a, a chance. chance and corn and green beans. <laughs> All I said, don't sue me. Don't sue me. I don't think okay. I sung enough of that song for um, Lennon, uh, Legacy Estate, 
I don't think I'm. I don't think I sang enough for Yoko to get mad at me and sue me. Hopefully. Okay. Good. I also sang it really badly, so yeah. I think that should save me. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, your next cocktail, please. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to give you two more cocktails, right? Okay. I know, because then we're gonna we're gonna finish up with the main dish. <clears throat> yes. All right. All right. So we are going to do another mocktail type version, and we are going to make. Um, kind of a hurricane kind of drink. Now, a hurricane, um, usually people think of those about like New Orleans. Uh, they think about Mardi Gras. Hurricanes are really good. And essentially, without the alcohol, a hurricane is a, essentially fruit punch. Okay? So I like you it. Can do, yeah. So you're going to mix pineapple juice and orange juice, like equal parts of each. Um, and then you're going to put some Sprite in there. You're going to use a little bit of grenadine cherry syrup. So you get this lovely, the color of it is like peachy, salmon-y pink. Mm. All right. So you get like a nice big pitcher and you're basically going to put in a third of pineapple juice, a third of orange juice, and a third of um, Sprite. You can use Diet Sprite, Sprite Zero, whatever. You want a little bit less sweet. You can use a combination of Sprite and soda water or just soda water. The grenadine is going to add a little bit of sweetness. And when you put in the grenadine, it's really just enough to get the color. Gotcha. Uh, grenadine is a sweetened cherry syrup. Um, you can actually get grenadine that has alcohol in it. It's like really low alcohol. It's like 5% or 2% or something. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most people think about Rose's grenadine in that familiar bottle at the liquor store or in the mixer aisle at the grocery store. And that's a non-alcoholic syrup. So that's also what you can do to make um, Roy Rogers, which is cherry Coke, or a Shirley Temple, which is cherry Sprite or cherry ginger ale. That's what Owen orders at the, at, at, not, not at the grocery store, when we go out to dinner and he wants a cocktail. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> so you're going to take those fruit juices, the Sprite. And the grenadine. And you're going to make, you know, going to mix that all up. Now, of course, like I said, if you like something with a little bit less thick texture, viscosity, you could water all that down a little bit. Add about a cup or so of water in there. And then that's something you can serve to everybody. <clears throat> you can squeeze when you um, put it in, you know, put in a glass and uh, ice in a glass and you can squeeze a little bit of lemon or like a wedge of lemon or lime into that. And that helps brighten up the drink, too. And then for anybody who wants it, you can add in, uh, and this is usually kind of a stronger drink. So you could put in about an ounce of regular rum and an ounce of dark rum or spiced rum. Traditionally, these are made with um, regular rum and dark rum, but you could use Captain Morgan or another spiced rum. You could use coconut rum or another kind of flavored rum, but I wouldn't go too crazy on the flavors. Um, because that orange juice and the grenadine and the pineapple juice are going to take a lot of uh, attention from your taste buds. Yeah. And when really mixing good. drinks, you don't have to use the most expensive kind, right? You can um, you can go a little bit cheaper on your booze quality of course. whenever you're mixing with a lot of juices and stuff. Uh, you want to talk about cheap cocktails. I remember something that was the people around me, not me, of course, um, used to make in college. Mm -hmm. It had two names. Um, it uh, w was known as Porch Crawler. Okay. Or uh, Pink Panty Dropper. 
and they'd make it in a five gallon bucket of course and it is a case of natty light oh god a gallon of the cheapest vodka you can find at the time it was Popov. Um, two liters of Sprite and two liters of Country Time Pink Lemonade. Wow. Okay. That shit is so good. Uh, well, it starts with Natty Light and... <laughs> Basically, any crappy light beer will do, is what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Uh, no offense, Natty Light, but y'all know who you are. <laughs> you you know what you did. Right. <laughs> you know what your purpose is. So, yeah. We, All right. We, we, so, we, that. We cheap cocktail. There you go. You got a bonus cocktail there. For you. Uh, for you resilient. Over the age of 21 college children. <laughs> for you resilient 20-somethings who can function. <laughs> Not me. I can't be drinking that stuff. I thought you were going to talk no. about swamp water. That is a different conversation for a different day. Uh, we, one of the bartenders used to make something called mop water. Oh. Is it gray? It is. Oh, please. Don't. No. That, we don't need that bonus cocktail today. Oh, I have no idea what's in it. Oh, then, not then even it know can stay it in infamy where it belongs. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. It, it can stay in Huntington, West Virginia, where it lives. And I'm pretty sure that bar is closed. Okay. All right. So there you go. You got a bonus cocktail recipe. We talked about watermelon aqua fresca. We talked about making a fruit juice mix as a virgin hurricane and then how to make it a hurricane. And now I'm going to talk about making margaritas and I'm going to give you two different recipes for margaritas. <clears throat> I love tequila. So do I. <laughs> so do I. Okay. So you can, you don't really want to use really awful cheap tequila to make a margarita because you, but you also don't have to go crazy high end. You can go nice in the middle. Yep. Good tequila. You can use Cuervo. Per personally, I like Espelon. It is the bottle that has the little skeletons all over it. Uh, and I like white tequila. White tequila means clear. It also I is like, Blanco. Um, I like Exotico. It is the bottle that has a sugar skull on it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. But, of course, tequila of choice. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's a white or gold tequila. Your, your, I like that's, white. That's yeah. your preference. Uh, okay, so when we're going to do this two ways. So I've got like your regular fruit juicy mix. And this is not the bartender's margarita, which includes sours mix. And sours mix, because of the sugar sour like combination, sometimes make people not feel so good. Yeah. And, and especially if they're going to be having more than one of these, this is an easier way to do that. So I used to go to a place in Morgantown, West Virginia. Um, it closed a long time ago. I had a friend that worked there back when I was just post-college and working in the bar and restaurant scene in Morgantown. And this is like 20 years ago, 25. Uh, there was a restaurant called La Casa. I loved it. It was Mexican, oh, of course. Oh, man. You remember? That's a throwback. You took me there a couple times, right on the water? Yep, yep. Um, yeah, it was right there on the river in Morgantown. And so they didn't use Sours Mix to make their um, margarita mix. 
they used a combination of frozen lemonade and limeade concentrates. So you got to go to the grocery store. You can go to the frozen aisle. And that's where you got like the canned, the frozen canned juice concentrates. Like, you know, you get the orange juice, you let it thaw, you know, this kind of can where, and you take, you know, open it up, you let it thaw, you put it into a pitcher and then you add like two to three cans of water to make like orange juice. Yep. Okay. Same thing. It's just, it's a lemonade and a limeade. So Sour's Mix is supposed to be, it's like Sour's Mix in a bar. It's like your lemon, lime, lemonade base, right? But it's, it's very sweet. It's sticky. Um, what we're essentially doing is we're making our own Sour's Mix substitute okay. that tastes better. Okay. So you're going to get one can of lemonade concentrate and one can of limeade concentrate, and you're going to let those thaw. And you're going to mix them into a pitcher. And you're going to put in one can, uh, one can of water for the lemonade. And I say, pour in your lemonade mix and then fill the can with water and then pour that in because you can get all the, the stuff out of the can. And then same thing, your limeade mix, one, pour water into the limeade can, dump that in a pitcher, stir that up. So that's going to be your sours mix substitute. And then you are going to use that and in a pint glass, you are going to fill with ice. You're going to put in one and a half ounces of uh, tequila. You're going to put in about uh, three quarters to one ounce of uh, lime juice. You're going to uh, use about three to four ounces of your uh, margarita mix, sours mix substitution. And I like a little bit of soda water or Sprite. Soda water if you don't want to add any more sweetness. Sprite, if you want a little bit more sweetness, and I stir that together. Now, um, use a, use a, if you want to salt or sugar your rim, using a fresh glass, so you can measure everything into your glass, and then you can pour that into another glass, or you can measure into a mixing glass, right? And then take a fresh glass, take a lime or lemon wedge, and circle it around the rim, and then you can have a little plate of uh, kosher salt or regular salt, and a little plate of sugar. And so instead of making your, like using the cup that you made your margarita in and dumping it into another cup and then dipping in sugar or salt, which is just gonna make a mess of your plate. That's why you use a fresh glass and the fruit juice on the rim makes it so you can get just a little bit of sugar or salt on the rim and then pour from your mix cup into your fresh cup, add a straw, fabulous put a little lime wedge in there. That's a delicious margarita. That sounds like a delicious margarita. It is, it is really good and very easy. So that's, that's helpful tip number one, regular margaritas. Then if you like, and I know you said this worked out really well for you, you want to give them the skinny margarita recipe, the variation. Oh yeah. So okay. I um, asked Christy, I said, I need the easiest margarita recipe. I just got stuck under my table. Oh, no, I'm good. So we, by we, I mean I, my sister told me to do this. So I take about, I bought myself a cocktail shaker. And in my cocktail shaker for a single margarita, I pour about an ounce and a half of tequila. Um, about half an ounce to an ounce of Cointreau. She I said, forgot the Cointreau in the last recipe. Yeah, she said, Oops. splurge on the Cointreau. So I did. 
especially for the skinny margarita. I did forget in the other margarita that you need to put in per glass about a half an ounce of triple sec or Cointreau. Um, if you're going to do the non-margarita mix margarita, then splurging on the Cointreau makes a lot of sense. You get a night, a much better flavor and a little bit more of an orange zest flavor. Okay, yeah, go on. So do the, uh, about half ounce of Cointreau. <laughs> I do about half an ounce of Rose's sweetened lime juice, and I do, I squeeze one lime and half a lemon into my shaker, and I throw in a splash of soda water to kind of cut the thickness a little bit. I shake it all up, I salt my rim, and I enjoy. Yay! And it is a foolproof margarita. Trust me, I am not a cocktail mixer, but I can make that margarita. Yep. And it's, it's, I call it a skinny margarita. I call it a skinny margarita because it's a skinnier version than the other one with the juices. However, Rose's lime juice is a sweetened, thickened juice. It's like lime simple syrup. Um, and so that does have some calories. If you left that out and just used more fresh lime or lemon juice, then it would basically be almost sugar-free. Now, of course, yeah. there is sugar, there's sugar and alcohol and blah, blah, but there you go. Uh, so Rose's sweetened lime juice for anyone that is concerned is five calories and two carbohydrates for a teaspoon. Oh, okay. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. And if you only use a little bit, like if you only used, if a teaspoon, um, if you don't use a little, only use a little bit of it, then of course you can, um, put a little bit into a pitcher, like if you were making a pitcher of these, right? you could, you know, use a little bit less of it if you're making a pitcher and you can kind of stretch those carbs out. Yes. All right. Uh, okay. So now we get a main dish and it's time to fake some barbecue chicken. All right. So I took this as a challenge when my husband said, you can't make barbecue chicken in a pressure cooker. I said, watch me. This the... man has a smoker. Yeah, but I don't feel like tending to chicken all damn day. I got shit to do. So we are going to make barbecue chicken. You are going boneless, skinless chicken breast. You're going to need buns and you're going to need sauces of your choice. And of course, some seasonings. So I use my pressure cooker. Like I said, chicken breast takes about eight minutes per pound cook time that is not including um pressure build time and it's not including pressure release time so you have about eight minutes per pound i usually get like a four to five pound pack of chicken breast mm -hmm. make a lot and can there's that way there's leftovers mm -hmm. okay. um, so all we're doing is dry seasoning the chicken breast while it's in the cooker so you're going to use uh, depending on how much chicken breast you have, for four pounds, I use about a cup, cup and a half of chicken stock in the pressure cooker. Okay. And I'm also going to season my with salt, garlic, garlic powder, onion powder. And then I also use Famous Dave's Steak and Burger Seasoning on everything. And the secret ingredient... You're going to use per pound 
or so for four pounds, I use one to one and a half tablespoons of Wright's liquid smoke. Okay. And that is what's going to make it taste like it's been barbecuing. Oh. So you're going to dump all that in your pressure cooker. You're going to set your pressure to high and you're going to set your cook time to eight minutes per pound. So for four pounds, I cook for 32 minutes. If you, once it's cooked, if you are pressed for time, you can quick release the pressure. I prefer to let it natural release for about 15 minutes before I release the pressure valve, just because it isn't as loud. It isn't as loud. It isn't as loud. It's very disturbing when it's loud. I have cats. It... <laughs> Don't scare the feline. Don't scare the cats. So, well, I would suppose the dogs sometimes get upset by that pressure release sound too, but well, maybe yeah. dogs are just less freaked out. I don't know. I don't have a dog either, so. My cats are neurotic. You've met them, so. Yes. It only makes sense that they're scared of the pressure cooker. So, once your chicken is cooked, you've released your pressure. You are going to carefully shred your chicken up with two forks. It does not matter how big or how small you shred it. Just shred it. It's going to shred very easily in the pressure cooker. It will fall apart. So now your chicken is cooked. People can eat it without buns if they don't, if they want without buns. Um, I like to make it like a barbecue chicken sandwich. I prefer a brioche bun. I think they're pretty and I think they taste nice. So uh, then, a brioche bun, by the way, for anybody who doesn't like dairy, a brioche bun has dairy in it. Fantastic. So don't do that. So for your sauces, if you're serving a large group of people, I suggest having a variety of sauces. For example, in my refrigerator right now, I have Famous Dave's Devil's Spit Barbecue Sauce. I have Open Pit Original. This is for people that think that people of a certain color don't believe in sauces and seasonings. I have two bottles of Carolina Sweet and Tangy Vinegar Sauce. I have Heinz Original Sweet and Thick Barbecue Sauce. I've got Carolina Sweet Mustard Sauce. Mmm, mustard. Worcestershire Sauce. I've got Soy Sauce. So I recommend having a variety of sauces to please a variety of people. And, everybody and you're going to have your sauces on the side so people can yep. put the sauce on they want. Okay. Yep, so they can sauce it however they'd like. And... I make people serve themselves at my house because I cooked for you. I'm not going to plate it for you, too. So there is the easiest way to make barbecue chicken in a pressure cooker. The liquid smoke is the secret ingredient. You have all my secrets. I have none. Oh, I'm sure you got a couple more. I know I do. I'll find something. I'll, I'll tuck those away for now. Yeah. Okay. And, and so that's a fabulous meal. And then you can tell people that are coming over, they're like, can I bring something? Dessert. Dessert. But if you're pressed for a dessert, strawberry shortcake is the easiest thing you will ever make. You're going to get your strawberries. You're going to cut the greens off. You can quarter them if you'd like. Dump them in a bowl. You're going to sugar them or stevia them or splenda them, whichever you'd like. And not a whole lot. You don't need much. It just you right. need those sugars to help the juices come out in the yep. berries. So you're going to sugar them a little bit, cover them, stick them in the fridge. Up to overnight. 
tap tap. She's 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 gone dark for a moment. Her phone turned off. I know it. She's probably talking and we couldn't hear her. I was talking. I was talking all about strawberries. So you're gonna It's called it, macerating. Yep. So when it's time to serve, you're gonna put your strawberries on your angel food cakes. You're gonna drizzle your juices so that they soak into the cake. You're gonna dollop some cool whip on top and you're done. Boom. And you can use, they have little individual um, angel uh, design, uh, short cake cups, which are like a light yellow cake. Yep. And they're spongy. Or you can actually just get an angel food cake and cut slices. Yep. yep. I like the individual cakes. It makes people feel special. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And a little cakey cup. So there you yeah. go. Also, you could um, have somebody bring ice cream. And like Chips Ahoy cookies or other kinds of chocolate chip cookies. Heck and yeah. you could soften the ice cream and make ice cream cookie sandwiches too. That's a good one. Yes. Or at some point we'll talk about baking. And I will uh, let you all know how I make my pie crust. Oh, she's going to talk about pie crust. There you go. There's a teaser for another episode. Yeah. So we will try to do... Like, our last episode was body positivity. It was a little heavier. So, this one's a little more fun. So, we're going to try to keep it mixed up so it's not like, oh, what are they going to depress me with today? Right. We try to not be depressing. While still letting you know what's going on. Of course. And uh, as it is Sunday late morning, and we have been doing this for almost an hour, I am going to need to bid you all adieu. I have to go and sling brunch drinks. I am going to an oddities and curiosities fair today. Fabulous. All right. Well, I'm going to go play with Bloody Marys and mimosas and food. And you're going to go do weird things. And we are going to see you all. See you. Talk to you at another time. Thank you for listening to Tips for Adulting with Christy. And Sarah. Wear your sunscreen. Take your meds. Wash your face. And remember, we love you. Yep. Bye. Bye.